break your health. And today our topic is the Emotional Freedom Technique, or EFT. And my guest is Tina Craig, daughter of EFT founder Gary Craig. When Gary decided to retire in June 2010, he chose not to endorse any particular brand of EFT, but he did say that the closest thing to learning EFT from the source is his daughter's program. Tina is taking EFT to the next level as the program director for the ACEP EFT Certification Program. Tina, working with your dad, Gary Craig, as EFT exploded to become one of the most popular types of complementary alternative therapy in the world, it must have been quite an experience. I mean, I learned EFT, as they say, back in the day when everyone was encouraged to spread the word and anybody could teach it. Looking back, what effect did all of that have on EFT? Well, there was an upside and a downside. On the upside, you know, first of all, it was marketing genius. The amazing results of EFT combined with the freedom he allowed for people to pass it along and be creative made it so popular that people just couldn't stop talking about it. So, yeah, that was really great news. It spread all over the world. EFT is available on almost every continent, uh, most popular in the U.S. and Canada, U.K. and Australia, of course, but there, there are people all over Europe, Asia, and other areas spreading it even further. Uh, I think at last count, there were about a million and a half downloads of the EFT manual from, you know, from our website. But as practitioners keep exposing it to their clients, you know, by the hundreds, we would guess, you know, probably conservatively that there are several million people around the world that have been exposed to EFT at this point. That was the good news. The downside is that EFT became a lot like that game where one person whispers into another person's ear, and as the message travels down the line, there are so many little changes that eventually it just becomes unrecognizable. At this point, Dad and I are not recognizing the EFT that most people are selling, and it's just changed in so many ways, causing a lot of confusion, and it's really become a difficult challenge. What about the training videos that you have? I mean, it seemed like everyone had a set. Didn't that create some consistency? Yeah, he hoped it would. Uh, eventually, we figured out that the videos were not teaching EFT the way Dad had intended, and, you know, that whatever misinterpretations or incomplete understandings that people were getting from the videos was filtering down. We assumed the videos would be the centerpiece of learning EFT properly and that anyone, you know, not practicing it the way it was intended probably didn't study them carefully enough, but we found out that even people who devoted themselves completely to the DVDs were still not getting some of the most important concepts. You know, he was teaching by demonstration on those videos, and as it turns out, there are thousands of ways to interpret the same demonstration, and we just didn't realize that. How widespread was this problem? As far as we could see, it was everywhere. Uh, we started paying closer attention to the sessions and trainings of those who, you know, we really thought had it down, but even there we found variations and missing parts. So I would say that potentially anyone who's ever learned EFT may be either missing important features or practicing variations without knowing it, and that's simply because neither the DVDs nor the workshops were doing a good enough job. It's unfortunate, but that's just how it developed. Gary must have wanted to preserve EFT the way he intended to teach it, what were your choices at that point? I mean, how did you decide to handle it? Yes, that was a high priority for us to preserve EFT the way the way Dad intended to teach it. We saw three ways to address it, you know, so that we could attack it from different angles. Uh, number one was to improve the training. Number two was to discontinue some of the confusing workshops out there. And number three was to address the marketing so that the public could understand really what they were getting when they found an EFT practitioner. So, yeah, first was to improve the DVD training because obviously it wasn't doing its job. Second 
part of that was to offer an official EFT certification, which had never been available before, and that was incentive for people to come back and do some more learning and realign themselves with really what the videos were trying to teach. And, you know, that was my project. The first thing, you know, we needed to do there was to make a distinction between what is you know, original official EFT and what is a variation? You know, where does the original stop and the variation begin? And there's a lot of different situations where you have to, to draw that line. So once we made that distinction, I started looking, you know, deeper into the differences between the original and what people were practicing and um, then, again, a closer look at the DVDs to understand how the original was somehow being overlooked or, or not understood. And it became clear to me that all the information was really just right there. It just needed to be presented more completely. So from there, I wrote study guides and tutorials to go along with all the DVDs and, and draw attention to the important elements that, you know, that people were missing. Those study guides and tutorials were then incorporated into the certification program that we were just releasing. And uh, we encouraged all the existing practitioners to come back and reacquaint themselves with the DVDs by going through this new program. Any of those with existing credentials that they would have gotten elsewhere were invited to participate at no charge. And we hope that that would go a long way towards realigning people with the true EFT instruction. As we expected, those who applied themselves to the program were just completely surprised by how much information they missed on the videos. Some of them had, had been through the videos four or five times you know, before they, they got to this point, and, and there was still a ton of information missing that they were able to pick up, you know, this last time through. You know, they were all able to improve their practices by applying the new material, and uh, I really feel like we were making some good progress there. The second phase of our, you know, addressing the bigger problem was uh, the Level 1, 2, 3 workshop system was discontinued because there were far too many people teaching far too many variations or just incomplete versions, and there was just no way to correct it. It was just so, you know, so widespread that we just said, look, you know, please don't teach those anymore. They just didn't work, you know. Unfortunately, there just wasn't another way to uh, to handle it. I, I mean, across countries, across cultures, across different languages, it was just too widespread, so we had to discontinue that. And then third, we tried to take a look at the advertising, you know, so that when, when clients are looking for a practitioner, they can clearly understand whether they're getting the original or they're getting a variation. And, you know, we tried to help the EFT community understand what the differences to that were. So we published an open-hand policy on the website to guide the use of our registered terms, which are EFT and emotional freedom techniques. We requested that people disclose in their marketing that EFT is a flexible tool and that they're using or teaching their own version of it. We also asked that people include a link to emofree.com for the original instruction, but, you know, that was met mostly with resistance. You know, people didn't really want to do that. And as a result, many people now use the term tapping or MTT to advertise their EFT variation, which has, you know, created still more confusion for, for newcomers because nobody really knows the difference. So I guess the big question is, how well did all of this work? Well, there was a lot of resistance, and we understand the reasons for that. Some of those people have been teaching or practicing their understanding of EFT for years and years, and changes aren't easy. But those who did come through the new certification program were amazed by how much additional instruction there is on those videos and thought the study guides and tutorials made a huge difference. Just for perspective, I'd like to add that, you know, what people were used to as level one, two, and three were actually only the basics. That was released uh, you know, a long time ago when there were only three DVD sets published. Eventually, we had nine sets, so, I mean, that's really just the basics. When we released the new certification program, we took all three of those levels of information 
and put them into just the first level. So from there, we were able to take the second and third levels and expand into material that, that people had never really been exposed to before. The practitioners who, who actually moved on to that second level, the intermediate level, were astounded by the power, you know, of the refinements we were teaching. They, they thought they understood, uh, you know, things that Dad was doing in their own way. But once, once I spelled it out for them in, you know, a series of tutorials, they were just amazed by not only how how easy it was to actually apply his refinements, but, you know, they were also pretty, I, I, I would say, almost embarrassed that they didn't quite get it the first time. There was just, you know, so much, you know, that they didn't understand going through the videos. But, you know, again, that was the fault of the videos. We take responsibility for that. Unfortunately, Dad retired, and we closed Emo-Free before I could release the third level, which would have been really the, you know, the masterful level, or I could fin- before I could finish realigning people on any large scale. But uh, now I get to do that with ASAP. Tina, why do you think people would resist the extra training? That's a good question, and it's something that Dad and I have been trying to understand for a while. It seems that anyone who does any kind of tapping is going to get some form of surprising result that they couldn't get otherwise. So, you know, that's always great news. If they learn a version of the EFT basics, even better results are possible, and, you know, many people find that to be miraculous. However, uh, you know, the EFT basics in any form is really only going to deliver about 20 or 30 percent of what EFT is capable of. If someone adds a variation to the basics they learn, they might improve it and uh, they might just have more fun. But if they're getting anywhere from 20 to 40 percent of EFT's potential, that can still seem like an enormous improvement on other methods. You know, and even if they get to 50 percent, those results are mind-blowing and who needs more than that? But, you know, there is more. There's a lot more. Obviously, the 100% number takes EFT much further than people are currently using it, and I can understand how that level of power could be hard for people to imagine. Uh, if they're indeed getting some kind of result, they may not see value in expanding their education further unless they, you know, really knew how much more powerful EFT could be. And anyone who isn't doing thorough testing of the results in their work simply won't be aware of the need for improvement. So. You know, given all that, I can understand how how we got here. I just want to be sure people realize that I know the difference between the 20% and the 100%. And, you know, I've taught it before, and I'm teaching it, you know, again, all of it in the ASET program. There's a lot of new material there, and I, I really hope people come and take advantage of it. If you're enjoying this free podcast, then you're going to love my book. The second edition of How to Unbreak Your Health is your map to the world of complementary and alternative therapies, featuring 339 new and updated listings in 150 different categories. Paperback, hardcover, and ebook editions are available on Amazon.com or from your local bookstore. Where can listeners get more information about the history of EFT? Well, I have a website of my own. It's www.eftcertification.com, and there's a page called The History of EFT Training, which goes into the perspective from behind the scenes in, in greater detail. I mean, we, we really kind of just sat there in our chair, sort of it's almost like we were at the top of a hill sort of overlooking everything that was happening, and, and it's an interesting perspective. So anybody who's interested, I think they'll really like the article I wrote there. Now that Gary has retired officially, you've teamed up with the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology for your program. Why did you choose ASAP? I chose ASAP because they've always represented a high level of professionalism in this field. You know, we've, we've had a relationship with ASAP for a long, long time. So we've known a lot of their different leaders and their, you know, their more prominent players. And, you know, I've, I've always had a high level of respect for ASAP. 
with all the variations and lack of structure that, you know, we've seen in the EFT community, I think those challenges affected the professional arena the most. And I really want to be sure that a paying client can get a session that delivers the best of EFT, and that requires a different kind of training than, than we've had in the past. The ASAP membership is primarily licensed mental health professionals who include energy work in their practice. So while they appreciate traditional structure, they also understand, the, you know, the benefits and challenges of the more unconventional energy work. So uh, ASAP is a really strong organization and, in my opinion, the perfect platform for this kind of program. How is your ASAP program different from your EMO-free program? Well, most importantly, the ASET program offers a traditional certification that validates someone's skill as a practitioner, while the EMO-free program was only academic. There was, there was just an online exam for that one. <clears throat> Each participant's going to have plenty of hands-on experience and, and consultation directly with me before receiving their credential. Secondly, the EMO-free program stops short, as I mentioned, at two levels. But with ASEP, I have the opportunity to finish the third and final level, and that's really exciting for me. Overall, my goals are just to preserve the instruction the dad intended to provide and uh, teach their refinements, and then secondly, to provide the opportunity for existing practitioners to come back and realign themselves with the original instruction and learn the rest of the material if they choose. How can an existing EFT practitioner benefit from the new ASAP program? Uh, existing EFT practitioners can grandparent program by demonstrating their skills on video. There isn't a whole lot more to it than that. I have four exercises for them to complete at the first level, so they get comments and coaching from me in between. It's a great way to see if their skills are really in alignment with the original instruction. A lot of people really believe that they're practicing EFT according to the original, and this program has really shown me, you know, and the participants, you know, some of those differences. So it's definitely an upgrade from the previous academic certification. And I think it's rewarding on both ends. I, I think it's a really good program. Any coaching they receive is going to improve their, their skill and understanding of EFT as it was intended, and the certification validates their skill. And in addition to that, they align themselves with a, you know, a strong professional organization and also a growing list of EFT practitioners who value that same level of quality. How can a potential client benefit from the program? Uh, the practitioner list on the ASEP website will include only those who have been personally evaluated by me for their skill and who meet the higher professional standard that ASEP sets. So a potential client can choose from a list of solid practitioners who are all practicing the same thing. They won't have to worry about sorting through variations or different approaches from one practitioner to another. It's just apples and apples here. Uh, that list can be found at www.eftprofessional.com, and keep in mind it's a challenging, time-intensive program, and we're just getting started, so it'll be a little while before our list really starts to grow. But currently, we've, we've allowed anyone who is enrolled in the grandparenting process to list themselves on the practitioner list because they've all shown great dedication and certainly enough skill to be accepted into the program. How does that stand apart from other EFT training programs you've seen? Well, I see three differences. You know, the first one revolves around what is EFT. I think it's been difficult for the existing EFT community to understand how their own practice or training might be different from the original, and I've definitely seen evidence of that as people go through the realignment process in the ASAP program. As a result, I could easily say that the basic understanding of what is EFT would be different in any other program when compared to mine or even compared with each other because there's so many different versions out there. Another program will probably include some of, the, some of the important information, or maybe even most of it, but while each of their trainers has a different interpretation of it and a different idea of what material is the most important, they're, just, they're bound to build variations into the process. 
The second difference I see would be consistency. From what I can see, two of the bigger programs are using a large number of trainers. And as Dad and I have seen, as probably anybody can understand, the more trainers you have, the harder it is to provide consistent training from one workshop to the next. So in order to avoid the problems we saw in the past, I decided to offer EFT instruction with just a well-trained few. As a result, the ASAP program may not grow as fast as it might with other trainers, but our highest priority is the quality. So we're willing to make that sacrifice. And then the third difference would be the material. In the ASET program, there's a lot more material. The other programs I see are, you know, they seem to be based on the old model of level one, two, three. And as I mentioned, that's just beginning material from the first three video sets. It still includes some elements that have become outdated. The ASET program covers the relevant parts of all that material in our first level, but from there we use the next two levels to teach the, you know, the newer, more advanced skills that are seen in the rest of the videos, and that just goes far beyond the older model. How would someone register or get more information about the ASAP EFD program? Well, ASAP's website is www.energypsych, psych is in psychology.org. So once you get there, you just go to the certification tab and look for the EFT program. From there, you can register as a new student or apply for grandparenting. Tina, I know this is all pretty much brand new. Is your new website up now and running? Yes, you bet. What new plans do you have for EFT at this point? Well, I'm mostly focused at this point on helping EFT be accepted by the mainstream. You know, I think if we can get, you know, insurance companies and, you know, medical organizations and, you know, mental, you know, the the APA, the psychiatrist organization, I think is is a target for ASAP right now. We're really trying to get their approval for energy psychology in general. That's my main focus right now is to, and if I can help increase the professionalism of the practitioners out there, that's going to help, you know, towards that goal. And then from there, we can start working on research and some of the other important elements in being accepted into the mainstream. I mean, someday it would be great to, you know, see insurance companies and corporations and, you know, the government and all that just accepting EFT and energy work as a, you know, the valid way to do preventative care. Tina, did your dad ever dream his experiment with promoting EFT would result in such phenomenal growth over the years? No. <laughs> no, his his first goal was, you know, he, he kind of discovered it and thought, wow, that's really great. And, uh, you know, what I would really like to see is every therapist in the whole entire country, including EFT, into their therapy practice. So his first audience was professional therapists. And as soon as some of the lay people discovered it, it uh, you know, it just went from there. Tina, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk with me about the new EFT today. Well, thanks for having me, Alan. Anyone wanting to learn more about Tina's new EFT program should visit the website http energypsych.org. You've been listening to the podcast edition of Unbreak Your Health, discovering the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'll be back soon with another edition, but to learn more about our guest today, please visit the podcast page at www.unbreakyourhealth.com. We'd love to hear from you about this program. Please send your questions and comments to info at unbreakyourhealth.com. This program is a joint production of Unbreak Your Health and Loving Healing Press. Thank you for listening. I'm Alan Smith, and I look forward to being with you again soon.